0: So is shaming me supposed to get me to boost?
1: welcome to episode, get this, 233 of Grumpy Old Ben's September 6, 2023. I am Darren O'Neill coming to you live from a bunker deep in the heart of Middle America, just outside a shy where my Xfinity connection, well, it could die at any moment. And from America's left coast, where the sun
0: is shining, the squirrels are scurrying, and crimes against the Constitution continue to go unpunished.
1: I'm Ryan Bemrose. Well, that is your end of the uh, spectrum over there.
0: Yes, although I did a quick search of the local news site, and as of this moment, knock on wood, because it will happen, I'm predicting this, uh, Jay Inslee has not yet, J.F. Inslee, instituted a mask mandate.
1: It's only a matter of time. Getting close. They like to do it, because if we've learned one thing through the COVID ordeal, is that masks don't do dick. Yes,
0: (laughs) yes, read the box. Where it says this mask is not a protect, I yeah. how did how did millions and millions of people go through four years of demanding that everybody in the within a mile of them have a diaper on their face and never once read the box where it says this mask is useless against COVID nineteen? Yeah, well, first lady Joe Biden says on the box,
1: she's got COVID again and again and again, and she loves the mask. Well, yes. And those two facts might be related. Yes. That may be why you're not healthy at all. But I mean, before we get into that, I've been dealing with Xfinity again, which is always fun. And I went for years with no problem. So I always care a little careful to not be too harsh on the Comcast slash Xfinity folks. That's right. I've got a story today where I'm willing to be harsh on Comcast. But go ahead. Well, that's good. (laughs) But, But go on. And this is an issue, says Kara. If you do any kind of searching, that it, I am not alone, and there's plenty of people over on No Agenda Social, like, yeah, they're ISP. It may not even be Comcast. It's the same kind of an issue where the connection dies, albeit briefly, between 3 a.m. and 5 a.m. on a nightly basis. Okay. Which... And, and normally you're not staying up to check this. You just... Correct. Well... The problem is I'm an asshole and that's a problem Well, for some people, for some more than others and have been using the Amazon device as a white noise machine. And when you're using that as a white noise machine, the minute the device loses internet, the sound stops. What are you like? You're fucking streaming
0: a recording of white noise from somewhere. Yeah. Pretty much. Okay. You know, hit me up after the show. I will write you a four line script that just fucking generates white noise. Yeah.
1: That would just be there. It's, It's easy. It's you, you pipe random into your speaker. Yeah. And it's like, that would be fine, but it's easy because otherwise then in the morning when the alarm goes off, you know, it just shuts off. What kind of sick world are we in that people have to stream wave files of white noise across the internet? Well, It's even better. If you look up the reviews on Amazon, because I'm sure there's different people that do the different sounds that they use for white noise. I mean, there's your typical, you know, bubbling brook. There's your rain. There's thunderstorms. There's it, you can make it sound like you're on a train, whatever you like. If you like the sound of your dishwasher, man, it'll play that all night long. But the one company I, that I, I can do that, too. It's called play the dish. So it's like called wash the dishes. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do the dishes. And guess what? <laughs> you know, or you can always just put a microphone in front of the dishwasher and then forever you'll have the dishwasher sound that you can play back I, anytime you want I, I mean this this i just this feels like
0: more evidence of the sickness of our modern technology culture is that nobody knows how to do anything locally people are not even willing to do the dishes for the purpose of listening to the dishwasher
1: they have to go out to some online service and stream it you have to call somebody in india to turn my dishwasher on because that just makes That makes more sense. Omega project. What the hell happened? I'm somewhere. I got old. What happened to running technology locally? I know I I need to just build a few more uh, devices that'll let me do that. need more raspberry Pis. Oh, see Brooklyn. See, there's a, there's a a market right there for
0: people, especially anybody who's left Chicago and gone somewhere else. um, And they can't sleep without the sound of gunshots. You could stream that.
1: Yeah. And uh, sirens going off gunshots. But Omega Project said that's how he knows his internet has dropped to the white noise machine stops, and then DigiGuru <laughs> followed that up. So you're the assholes. My bill keeps going. The reasons why my bill keeps going up. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. You're welcome. Uh, no, not not the only reason, but which I mean, it should. Yeah, there's there's a little bit of greed involved in there too. Yeah, and and some government action, of course. But the reviews on this company is called Sleep Jar, which I'm not really sure what they're trying to get across, although I remember it, so there's I, that.
0: Yeah, but I mean, if you're... I'm just thinking like jarring sounds
1: are not what you want to hear right. when you're sleeping. It's like, the <laughs> what is a sleep jar? I don't know. People don't sleep in a jar, but okay. Well, maybe it's an airtight glass jar that you go to sleep in and then never wake up. Well, that would be perfect sleep. They just drift you right on off. The reviews, the negative reviews that complain that it just stops randomly. And I'm like, you do realize this is always your internet connection or your Wi-Fi connection or whatever that's causing, because it's just, as you said, and I doubt it's even a WAV file. I'm sure it's a crappy MP3 file.
0: But I have disdain for this product because even even if they want to go whole hog Into the idea of no, we're not going to just pipe a random into which, like every pseudo random generator, is I've written a pseudo random generator. It's easy to do, it takes 10 lines of code to just use math to create something that looks random enough to generate white noise. That's easy. But even if they absolutely want to go whole hog and not generate white noise on the fly, but actually play MP3s of white noise. There's this technology called a podcast. You could download the damn MP3. Right. You don't have
1: to live stream it all the damn time. That's what I don't understand because it is just a repeating noise. I would think that these crappy little tubes. I
0: mean, w- websites had that on a loop. We had we had the marquee tag to and the blink tag to make visual elements. And we had sound tags where it just, you remember, it would download like a three megabyte wave file, which was all of your bandwidth back in the day. Right. And then loop that on the website as the background sound. They, this is how websites were done in 1993. And people
1: loved it. But I can't believe <laughs> it was that, multimedia. Yeah. I can't believe that they don't just download a little MP3 to the device. So even if your internet connection goes down or even for Amazon, which I'm assuming is serving this, like you would save yourself bandwidth by just downloading the MP3 and playing it ad nauseum for the night because I Maybe can't see just- their engineers are just addicted to that high AWS bill. Probably. They're like, we just got, look at all the bandwidth we're getting, man. Oh man, this is great. It's much easier yeah. if we just stream it. And I'm sure there's a lot more data points to it. Cause then they know exactly when you're starting and stopping and all that. That might actually be the key to this is, is uh-huh. as long as they're
0: streaming, they can suck that sweet data off of you. And maybe, maybe the, what they're selling your private data for is more than paying for, the bandwidth costs and therefore the business model actually demands that they do this
1: quite possibly. I mean, if you want to go whole whole hog though, you should do just listen to hog story, which would put you to sleep faster than white noise ever could. Hey, hog story the other day was actually really good. They even played the air horn once. <laughs> Wait, so now see, I was just being funny, but then you followed it up with wait, Hog Story was actually good for once the other day. Yeah, that's, for once. That's rude. Yeah, there was, I mean, there was one episode that I listened to that, that <laughs> was wasn't good. terrible. <laughs> but but I want to, I want, I mean, credit where credits do. They, they finally got it right. That's time to shut it down. I get not it. Not like Rare Encounter. Oh, well, no, I don't, you don't. Know, we don't talk about that show anymore. Nope. But except every single episode. No. And this is where the the fun comes with the the devices. So I I know I had a an app on my phone which I know you like even better. That did the same thing, but I am I'm sure that the audio files were stored on the phone cuz I don't think you needed to be streaming it the whole night, which again makes a lot which, more which sense. Which is good considering the state of mobile carriers. Uh-huh. And they just keep charging you more and more yeah. and more. And I don't think this is a a modem slash gateway issue, at least not on my end, the hardware that I have. And even though I pointed out every time I post this stuff on No Agenda Social, I always get people like, hey, get your own damn stuff. Get your own hardware. Why would you rent it from Comcast? And oh, well, yes, yes. Yeah, the reason is because if I get my own damn hardware, they're going to charge me $50 a month more to have unlimited data. I don't. Uh, that That's certainly part of it. How about the fact that, uh, you know, your time is,
0: you wouldn't know it to listen to this podcast, but your time is actually worth something. And if you spend four hours a week trying to get your stupid thing working,
1: then well, yeah. who, who do you get to bill for that? And the other the other good one was there was some talk about routers because you posted, and I'm sure a yeah. story we'll get into. Uh, but people with that yeah, as yeah, well, yeah. like, build your own router. It's like, are you fucking yeah, high? Well, somebody dropped in, and, and we get this all the
0: time, and I absolutely appreciate it because, yes, I totally... People will drop into NAS and just tag me or me and you on a tech story. This one happened to be critical vulnerabilities in the Asus router firmware that says uh, could let hackers hijack your Asus router. And I do want to encourage people to do this because I shamelessly steal your stories all the time. And
1: usually by the time I've written up and used the story, I forget who sent it to me. So you will get no credit for this. Right. Which they shouldn't. (laughs) If it doesn't come with a big donation, you get no credit. Oh, there's that. But it's like, yeah, I'm not building my own router. And for 50 bucks a month, I will deal with this. And I've never had a problem with the Comcast hardware before. And I really don't think it's the hardware. They want to send a tech. But of course, but before they send a tech, they're like, well, of course, if we find the problem is ours, then there will be no charge. But if the problem is uh, on your end, you know, if the problems with the wiring in your house or whatever... Then they're going to charge for a service call. And I'm like, well, what the fuck do you think the chances are that a problem that only happens in a two hour window every day is on my end? Well, I don't know. Have you looked outside to see if somebody's coming up and just like
0: stomping on your cable? Or right, just messing morning? with the
1: box in the back? Yeah, That's a possibility. Something. You never know. Maybe it's just a really pissed off squirrel or something that every morning. it <laughs> That's what I wake up to every morning. Yeah. They're like, well, you're you, in the you little know more my- wooded area. My wife has spent
0: the entire summer feeding the squirrels, so now they come out and expect it. Um, oh yeah, there's some kind of turf war between between like we've got two different breeds or species of squirrels out there. One is the little five inch uh, red squirrels that are they're they're small, uh, much smaller than the larger gray ones, but they're hostile. <laughs> and there's one in particular where like I'll go out and I'll see four. Of the big gray squirrels just all cooperating and partying on the deck and a couple of them might be playing, a couple are eating, they have no problem being around each other. And this little tiny one that is a quarter of their size will come out and just, just freak. like freak I never knew squirrels could be this damn loud. <laughs> You're like, I like just this one. Shrieking and then. And then we'll jump out of a tree, and this is like some kind of World War II footage. We'll (laughs) jump out of a tree and aerial dive bomb the other squirrels and like chase them. And my my brain and my eyes cannot track as fast as these damn things are moving. So what it looks like to me, and I'm sure there's like biting our claws or something, but it looks to me like squirrel missile flying across the deck and just ramming the other one. And then the other one suddenly like gets knocked back all the way up onto the railing or something and then runs off
1: up to the tree. And your cats just watch from the comfort of the inside, I'm guessing.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, they like going out on the deck, but for early in the morning, they're not out there. So uh, right above the bed, I've got the window that looks out over the deck. And my cat will actually abandon sleeping on my (laughs) leg to go up when this starts to watch the squirrel show. It is her favorite
1: soap opera. Hey, boss, the show's on. You got to see this. These people are (laughs) nuts, man. Whoa, look at this. Nuts. Yeah. (laughs) No pun intended. Squirrels like nuts.
0: (laughs) And they're getting them, so it's not my deck anymore. It belongs to this tiny little four-inch red squirrel, who is like the speediest and most hostile creature in the entire area.
1: Speedy squirrel taking over the Bemrose Estate, inch by inch. Yeah, maybe you can fix my Xfinity. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. I want to. I'm just trying to find out what causes this to happen again. I've seen many a thread online complaining about the same type of thing, but I've never seen a good answer. Like, well, yeah, this is Comcast doing X, Y, and Z. And you're never going to, you're never going to well, win. I've seen,
0: I, I've seen, believe it or not, I've seen things like this happen that have varying explanations. One explanation that's easy enough to believe because Comcast is so opaque is that yes, they are, they have some kind of maintenance script run awry. Uh, it, it might not even be intentional, that just says, yeah, well, this thing is running out of memory. It's rebooting, you know, every day just because, hey, we noticed it was running out of memory and it was easier to just set a script to reboot all the time. I've, right. I've seen that happen with lots of things. Uh, it's also possible that maybe your router or something in your house is uh, suffering a memory leak or
1: uh, it. Well, right. Or I thought about the router hardware fault, but then I did. That's what I went in. And I'm really kind of annoyed by the fact that the logs in the Comcast gateway are almost non-existent. I couldn't find anything with specific information beyond uptime. We don't don't want to confuse the
0: poor users by giving them any kind of information that would be allow them to debug their stuff.
1: I know I got to figure out if there's a way to access a page that would actually let me see the logs on their modem slash gateway. The one thing I can see is the uptime and that is showing that at the same time it goes down that's how long it's been up so it is doing a reboot or something in the middle of the night it's not well you know what the
0: you know what the obvious solution is to this right yeah you just put your own custom firmware on their hardware
1: yeah that's uh phone boy has a a good point even in your own equipment they probably don't provide any real information that's probably true no (laughs) i do like the information the asus router gives me every time the WAN connection drops, and every time it comes back, I have timestamps. That's about all I've got. Yeah, yeah.
0: That's kind of like, uh, you know, I've got something failing in my hardware on this system. And uh, I every once in a while, like, you know, every two, three weeks, I'll come back and it's just rebooted. And I pull up all the system logs, and here's the great amount of information I can get from Windows. The system unexpectedly rebooted at this timestamp. Why? We don't know. <laughs> we don't know. We don't know. Well, squirrel, didn't you see which it? I, let's be honest. I kind of think it's hardware. Yes, yeah. this is old hardware, but what do I know?
1: And you're running an operating system that might be slightly outdated, uh, which means it's stable. It's it supposed should be. To be. Yeah, that's true. I, I tell you what, it still reboots itself a hell of a lot less often than Windows 11. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't have Windows 11. I'm oh, wondering, man. I, yeah, I'm still on Windows 10. I'm OK with that. And although I'm still having that internal argument on, uh, is it better when you have to? I mean, at some point, Windows 10 is going to stop getting updates. So the answer is Windows 11 slash 12, whatever's out by that point, or Apple. And everybody's going to be like, oh, go Linux and just like build your own router. Go fuck yourself. I can't. (laughs) not going to do it. Oh, you can. You just have to value your time less than you do. Right. If as long as you will spend, you know, half your week just to keep your internet connection going and everything working, then go with Linux.
0: Yeah. I, I am sad to admit that my, uh, my experiment trying to convert over to Arch has stalled for the simple fact that I keep procrastinating the incredible amount of setup that I need to do to get my system working to the point it can become a daily driver. Uh, Still
1: pending. I still want to do it. Just. And it probably wouldn't be that hard for you because you're the command line guy. I I am. And I appreciate that. There's
0: like, like the worst thing you can do is force me to do all my configuration by wizards. Because anybody who reads fantasy novels knows that wizards are evil and should
1: never be trusted. Yeah. There's no argument there.
0: Yeah.
1: And I, so this, We'll we'll follow up and see if com- I, they, if they want to send a tech as long as it's not in the middle of a live show. I'll be like, come on over. I I'll give you cookies and beer. Just tell me oh, what who you are. You kidding? If if a tech says
0: if a tech says at uh, you know five minutes to show time, hey, I'm coming over. You'd be like, oh well, I'm gonna cancel the show for today because uh, because I don't want to talk to Ryan and also because um, no, no, that, that's the only reason you really
1: need. <laughs> No, reason, yes. Excuse, you always looking for more, right? I mean, last week I realized too late that it's like I should have just shown up and went, Yeah, it's grumpy old Ben's and then gone and take I could have taken a nap for like two hours and come back and be like, oh, is that all you got for today? And you wouldn't even have noticed. I mean, I I thought you did that all the time. That's (laughs) That's the magic that makes grumpy old Ben's the podcast that it is here on episode number 233 i was expecting a big groundswell because it's a 33 yeah how'd that go out not very, very well oh, not, okay not very well i mean you would figure and in, that was our donation segment no no that was not but i mean hey there's still time i saw billy bones came in with the boostergram, and uh oh, that I like nice those. we like billy bones
0: so, i want to follow up the the aces story is actually not Super interesting. If you happen to have an ASUS router, this is probably worth reading, and maybe it'll be in the show notes if I remember it.
1: Because there was but a, it wasn't a lot of the skews.
0: It it wasn't a lot of the skews. I mean, obviously, like if you are impacted by one of these hacks, then it's important you should know about it. But it, not a lot of people are impacted. It's uh, three vulnerabilities: CVE twenty twenty three. 392383923939240 okay whatever um they they let your system be owned that's kind of the end result of most of the really critical ones but the one part that i really wanted to pull out of this story uh was uh this is on tom's guide uh they wanted to make absolutely clear that uh well if you regularly update your router which you should you may already be protected as Asus released a patch to address these flaws back in May. And that was a while, I just while ago. Wanna, well, yeah. So if you have constant automatic updates, then you already got the patch. But if you are running constant automatic updates for an Asus router, here's what happened back in May. Your router was bricked for five days because their automatic updates had a bug. And I reported on this on angry tech news at the time their automatic updates had a bug that killed the router for five days while they figured out the problem and then realized that the problem was their automatic system was the router would boot and immediately download a corrupted patch file from the asus servers and then stop working entirely and this is what automatic updates for Asus routers give you your mileage may vary uh after a few days they finally figured out the problem but people. I had no internet for all that time. So um, it, thank you, Tom's Guide, for pointing out you should be regularly updating your router. Yeah, maybe you should, but maybe you should read the patch notes first.
1: Yeah. And for a lot of things, we're like, ah, you don't really have to be up to the minute. But with your router, that's probably a good idea to take security it's, updates. It is a good idea to take the updates. I'm just saying, uh, Okay.
0: I know I'm a weird dichotomy because on the one hand, I'm saying you need updates because security. On the other hand, I'm saying auto updates are evil in the spawn of Satan. And I think both of those are true. But the way that I get around it is I read patch notes for updates. I, realize I list all the security updates I need, and then I apply them when I know they're safe, which is very different from the way that everybody's being taught now, where instead you just leave your system on auto update and it pulls down updates from whenever and wherever. And uh, Hey, you know, the fact that Microsoft bricks windows in one way or another, or, you know, breaks features about twice a year with their updates, despite having 25 years worth of updates to windows update to get behind. I, this is not a solved problem. It's not a problem that will ever be solved. Updates are always going to be dangerous. I'm just saying if you value the
1: stability of your own system, maybe let some other people be the guinea pigs on those. Yeah. Oh, there's a reason why you don't want to be the first one in on the update. Which is why I usually wait a few days. But if you get unlucky, you get unlucky. But that's why the third-party firmware for these routers seems always to be a better choice than the stuff directly from the manufacturer. Yeah. As long as
0: you don't value your time.
1: Yes. Well, again.
0: Okay. Yeah. A lot of this stuff has actually become pretty turnkey. I'm I'm not being fair saying you have to take a lot of time, but there's there is a non-zero amount of effort and technical skill involved, and you have to go into it with your eyes open on that.
1: Right, because you have to one know that the uh, alternative firmware exists, which a lot yeah, of that's people. That's the don't. first hurdle, and then you're like, well, what do I do? How do I switch over? Is it going to cause some other differences? And the ASUS stuff, the Merlin firmware, is just an expansion of. The stock ASUS firmware. It is not a complete third party overhaul like your DDWRTs and tomatoes and all that. So it's a little bit different because it is very specified towards each individual router, but it lets you do some really cool stuff that I've never used. So there's, there's that. But if you want to put a VPN connection into Canada on a wireless, you know, if you want to put up a new wireless uh, hotspot and you want it to all those connections go through Canada, you can do it, which makes it very easy. If you have somebody that, say, you know, wants to stream from Netflix in Canada or the UK or wherever there's different programs or whatever, you can just set up a new Wi-Fi hotspot that automatically uses that VPN where it doesn't do that right out of the box. But I don't expect most people to want to uh, to learn to figure out how to do that. Cotton Gin has a great recommendation. He says, unplug your router. Problem solved. Uh-huh. And my,
0: problem, so, my router's okay. I am so confident in this recommendation. I'm going to try
1: it right now on the show. Okay. Just like you say at the end of every show, it is now okay to unplug your computer. And I'm like, okay. But if I do it, then everybody goes down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. He just, he's gone. He, uh, he unplugged his computer. It'll just be me now for the rest of the show. It's just the way it goes here sometimes in grumpy old bands, or we call that random thoughts. It's a show almost as good as grumpy old bands with even fewer donations. If you can believe that one, it's like angry tech news, but slightly different. And, uh, wait, is he really gone? I think he is. (laughs) Okay. I can't keep the bit up anymore. (laughs) He's finally gone (laughs) long. the, The red squirrel got him. The Red Squirrel's like, dude, you got nuts. I, it, it, this was
0: probably 15 uh, years ago or more, but I do one of the absolute best bits on uh, Windows Weekly, which was was back when the Twit Network actually had shows that were worth watching. Wow, that uh, long ago? Yeah, yeah. It was a real, like, I think this might be pre-no agenda. It was that long ago. But there was a bit where uh, uh, Therat was telling... Leo, you know, part of the show is talking about windows. And one of the things he was saying was, well, there's this, you know, new something or other that you have to take an update and it, uh, it's going to reset your network stack. But, um, you know, when, when you do it, we're going to, you know, and and, like Paul is describing the whole thing and not doing a great job of describing because it's one of those things you have to see. And Leo says, well, you know, in order to help our listeners at home, I'm just going to try it right now. And Paul says. No, don't try it because I just said it'll reset.
1: And then the stream goes dead. <laughs> yes, and resetting. No, I mean, this is why I like to Leo, do. Leo rebooted his whole machine on the live stream. Nice. It was the greatest. Well, well, and see, I have uh, the UMA phone service, which means, of course, my telephone goes over my internet connection. So I've learned to never call Comcast from that number. Because they will inevitably want to do the reset on the modem, and will never listen that it's like, well, if you do that, it's going to disconnect this call. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and then they never call or, back.
0: Or, or why? I learned a long time ago to always use my spouse's phone when trying to debug issues with mine. Yes, that way much better.
1: Then be like, like yes,
0: I have, I have the phone in my hand. Like, well, you you need to. Uh, I I have one phone in my ear and the other in my hand. Now tell me what to do. Well, did you try turning it off and back on it? Lady, we're way past that. Yes.
1: (laughs) Hey, DigiGuru said Xfinity literally just dropped his connection. So, hey, you're welcome. Yay. I guess, you know, as long as we're here.
0: How about Comcast
1: and the FCC? One of my stories today. All right. Roll it on out. Feel the Xfinity love. So
0: uh, we're going to go all the way back to 2016. Uh, the FCC adopted in 2016 some broadband labeling rules requiring that uh, ISPs, when they put out your bill, that you itemize the fees being charged. Uh, oh yeah, the, yeah. Hitting I don't fees, know. Baby. You recall this? This this was was controversial and crazy, and the FCC and yo, know, yay, Obama can really pick them. <clears throat> I anyway. This requirement never actually fully went into effect because the FCC in 2017 repealed it. And I don't really want to get particularly partisan on this one. And I will give Ars Technica credit for not using the word Trump, but they did mention Ajit Pai a lot in this article because, uh, you know, they're partisan. Okay, whatever. So the FCC Tried to adopt these rules. They you had the rulemaking session. They had the comment period. They had everybody freaking out. Some people cheering on Reddit, whatever. Uh, The rules never went into effect because they were repealed with the new administration. Then um, that administration goes through whatever. January 2022, Congress directed the FCC to bring back these rules. November 2022, the FCC issued a notice of proposed rulemaking wherein the rules are Actually being brought back, yes, January to November, just to write up the rules. Yeah, this is how fast government runs. Fine. um among them, bringing back itemized fees and uh, actually a new thing this time around, where they also want to force ISPs to list the fees at the point of sale.
1: Right. Uh, they want things, you to see it.
0: Yeah. And I hope nobody can hear the giant beeping construction vehicle going right behind me. No, it's but, very uh,
1: entertaining. I, I think it adds to the... Uh- yeah
0: this is this is like the gunshots in Chicago is the construction
1: in anyway it'll also be a so, good test for a new uh, plugin that I'm using which we can talk about in a minute.
0: Okay. Well it's clearly a test of my noise gate but if you're hearing it then well, actually no, the noise, no, the noise gate, gate
1: has to turn off when you're the talking. The noise gate has to turn off if I'm talking. Right. So never mind. There you go. everybody in the troll room's like, "Oh no, turn the noise gate on." Woo! Well, they, because I'm talking and they're like, "Stop that noise." Right. <clears throat> So the
0: new rules, one of the uh, here's some of the things that have to be listed both on your bill when you are being asked to pay the money after the service is already, you know, and and you're pretty. uh, I'll get to that, Um, but also have to be listed at the point of sale, which is going to be really, really annoying for the people, say, in the stores who are like, I just want to get my internet turned on. And the person at the register is like, well, okay, but here I'm required to make you read this 12 page disclosure agreement. Right. Um, yeah. that That's going to really, uh, that, it'll kill sales, but that's honestly what some of these people want. Um, some of the things you have to list, uh, the price. Okay. It's one of the things, the only things they do list. That would seem uh, fair. The introductory rates, if there are any and how long they last, uh, your data allowance, uh, the New rate, if you exceed the data allowance, uh, they have to list your true internet speed, which I don't think they're even capable of calculating that, let alone willing to mention, but it's all based um, upon availability kids. If your node is overloaded and and it's always up to like, yeah, my, my internet speed is up to 100 gigabytes, but I've never been there. (laughs) Um, you, any other included services or features, you have to list the bundles, uh, other monthly fees, one time fees, service contract terms, early termination fees, any bring your own device information, uh, links to the ISP's network management and privacy practices, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's actually a pretty long list of disclosures that the FCC is pushing. Uh, I'm not personally a fan of government action when the free market can fix something, but government action screwed this up already by creating monopolies for for ISPs. At this point, there's, you're not going to be able to undo it without more government action or, you know, none that would kill the broadband market and it would be entertaining, but very disruptive anyway. So that was November, new set of rules, June of 2023. So what a couple months ago, Comcast comes out and they only took seven months to write up this objection. Which they to the, said, to the, 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 wait, their reply to this took seven months. Their reply to the new rules. To, well, the, the new rules were the FCC issued a notice of proposed rulemaking, which means they are opening the period in which you can reply. And Comcast managed to reply within seven months. Woo. Okay, maybe that is impressive. And uh, Comcast's reply was also backed up and reiterated by, quote, five major telecom or cable and telecom industry groups of which i'm sure comcast has most of the board members on each one because they're comcast but i don't i i don't they didn't list the major cable and telecom industry groups i don't care those those groups tend to be puppets but comcast's primary objective was two aspects of the commission's order uh quote impose significant administrative burdens and unnecessary complexity in complying with the broadband label requirements uh they asked the FCC to rescind their requirement to list fees that ISPs may, but are not obligated to pass through to customers. Um, these include things like universal service fees by, applied by some states and local governments. Uh, any, any state and local fees in general, the, the fee is structured such that Comcast can eat the fee or pass it on to customers. Um,
1: okay we know what they normally do
0: no sure well normally what they do is pass it on to customers and then on the bill they'll be like yeah uh your base plan fifty dollars a month uh our comcast mysterious fees sixty dollars a month uh random state and governmental fees 120 dollars a month and, and you know then you went in thinking that you were gonna be paying fifty dollars a month and they hit you for 120 and this is not just comcast but
1: I and I do pay I do pay fifty dollars a month so I mean I'm not complaining too much
0: yeah uh-huh. Yet, yeah. i mean i'm complaining <laughs> I, I, I i'm complaining because that's what we call show content
1: oh that's right
0: sorry yeah i mean i'm pissed so, uh yeah so comcast uh also asked the fcc to rescind the requirement to list all charges that providers impose at their discretion i.e charges not mandated by a government uh then the amendment suggests that what they would prefer instead is the ability to say on the bill and at point of sale, uh, government fees will be up to some amount. So, again, you know, they might say, oh, up to five hundred dollars a month on your uh, of government fees. And they want to put that on your bill. Like, yeah, we don't know how much it was going to be. And by the way, here's here's a random thought, Comcast. You're marketing people have theoretically have access to the same data as your accounting people. You calculate the fees for the bill, put it on the uh, how they can calculate it well enough to
1: charge, but not calculate it well enough to tell you why they're charging is beyond me. Well, they don't want to have to show you up front. They want to give you, as you said, their base rate and then just be like, well, plus taxes and fees. Yeah, I, I honestly think a lot of this is marketing
0: driven, because if people really knew what they were going to pay, they'd go for the lower tier plan. And Comcast certainly doesn't want that. OK, whatever. Now, Comcast could, when, when hit by one of these universal service fees, they could just raise their rates or they could itemize the fees on the bill. But what they want to do instead is continue surprising customers on the bill already owed. Um it, That's one of the root problems that I have is the only place where you know that these bills are that that you're going to be hit by uh, an extra 60 percent on what you thought you were going to pay is after you already owe the money. That is the only time they tell you. And this is why it is devastating for the marketing departments of these, because you are not allowed to know what all of these extra fees are going to be. Until you already owe the money. And once you already owe the money, you're past the point where you can decide, you know, I actually don't need ESPN or whatever. You're past that. You already owe it. You you can get as angry as you want, but Comcast will put a lien on your house if you don't pay it because I'm sorry, that is that is the shadiest stuff right there. That's why I kind of support this. You need to tell me what the bill's going to be at the point of sale. Well, the Comcast complaint says, well, the problem really is that it would create 251 separate broadband customer and consumer labels that we'd have to display. (laughs) Okay. No, you don't.
1: You could just show them on a little computer screen. You
0: don't have to display all of the ones that list Illinois' extra bonus fees. You don't have to display those in California. People are not driving from California to Illinois just so they can get some local Comcast and then driving back to enjoy it.
1: You have to get a really long cable. You,
0: you don't need 250 separate labels in each store. You put the label that applies to the people who are going to go into that store. I, how many stores do you have? How many plans? How many rates? Comcast already has way more than 250 separate rate plans. Well, yeah. There's and everybody's paying one different for every customer.
1: Oh, yeah. Sorry. And everybody's paying different as we have discussed many times. Yeah. When your bill jumps off the promo, you call them up and you're like, dudes, better price. Yeah. And nine, Comcast
0: filing yep. claims that customers will be confused, which is a go-to for our company doesn't want to deal with this thing because it would screw up our marketing. To be fair, our customers are
1: always confused.
0: Yeah, We want our customers to only be confused by the marketing that we give them, not be confused by th- silly things like the truth. A, customers are confused. It, as if customers are not already confused when they see their bill is
1: 30% higher than what they were quoted and they have no way to know why. Oh, well, that's the other bad thing. I'm just trying to get, it's taking like 4,000 clicks just to get to a PDF of my Xfinity bill. Oh my God. Because oh, I I'm sorry. I'll keep talking then. So because it is hard to figure out exactly what the breakdown is. So, so Comcast
0: is, and, and I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna return back to logic. Here's my logic. The Comcast complains that they have to create 250 separate broadband labels. And then they claim that customers will be confused, but that's not going to happen. Why? Because any given customer will only see one of them. The only people who have to see 250 separate labels are the people in the accounting and marketing departments at Comcast. And you know what? That's why you pay them. So no sympathy. I have no sympathy whatsoever for big multinational corporations. Amazon used to do this all the time when they were pushing for well we just need to federalize sales tax do you remember that uh-huh. back when when they said well it's too hard for us to have to deal with 50 different sales tax rules like no you you got big enough to cross state lines you are now a giant national conglomerate you ha- this is the cost of doing business when you decide to get this huge I have no sympathy for somebody who says, oh, I'm sorry, we're so big that we can stomp on all the local businesses because we operate at scale across everywhere. And, oh, it's just too hard to have to deal with different local laws. You know who doesn't have to deal with the different local laws? The mom and pop shop you stomped on to get there. I'd rather the incentive go for more smaller local companies. That's a healthier economy. I would prefer that maybe not every single company in existence be a giant multinational conglomerate who has the power to lobby Congress to override state laws just so that they can simplify their
1: accounting a little bit. And I have to say, just straight up on the internet, there are no hidden fees. I think it's mainly on the television side of things because what uh, the Xfinity bill for me shows is that gigabit extra is $122 a month. And then they take off $30 a month, which goes through August of next year, because we added a phone line. Remember that whole scam where it's like, Hey boss, remember. You, you want $30 off a month? Just add another phone line for free. And it's like, <laughs> and I'll give you the phone for free. And it's like, yeah, well, like, I can put that phone in a drawer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for 30 bucks a month. Hell yeah. I'll take your phone for free yeah. and I'll put it in a drawer. I'll I'll allocate some drawer space for 30 bucks a month Uh minus $10 for automatic payment. uh, So having it set up to automatically go on on the credit card, they charge you $10 just to, to not do that. So if you don't automatically have a, a credit card that they can just bill, Oh, oh, it's it's a $10 discount. If they,
0: if they have the authorization to, and
1: another 30, another $32 discount, just because I called an app. So you add all those things together I'm getting the $122 gigabit extra plan for $50 on the nose. There's not even any taxes. There's no yeah, fees. Uh, what, what about municipal taxes, fees, uh, Pritzker's cut? Zero on the internet. Maybe they're making it all on the TV because there's zero. Hey, is it, or, I wonder if it's possible that they're eating that. I, you know They would have to be because it is a straight just $50. Uh, okay. It's
0: possible that they're already following this rules in some jurisdictions. They're like, oh, Chicago!
1: Holy crap, we're gonna get no Illinois. We we, we can't.
0: By by the way, I, it, it, I I that is that is it blows me away that there's apparently a ten dollar incentive for doing the wrong thing here. But I want right. to give a really quick pro tip about your bills. Um, never, ever, ever, ever give a giant corporation the ability to automatically suck money out of your. Checking account or wherever.
1: Well, I, the um, credit card I feel safe with the checking card account. Is, no, yeah, credit card is a little bit better because if well, here's the bitch. problem
0: and here's the reason you never, ever, ever give any company the ability to take money directly out of your checking account because when they have an accounting error, and accounting errors happen all the time. It's a function of giant bureaucracy. When they have an accounting error. They are going to drain your account. They are going to, you know, do something that will cause all of the other bills to start failing if your account goes empty. They will do something like this. They have, it gives them the ability to screw up your finances very, very badly. If anything happens, a misunderstanding, or maybe you just didn't understand the rules, what if something happens? And they suddenly decide arbitrarily because it is their right to decide. It is they get to do it without any input from you. They might say, oh, you owe $1,200 this month. You know, oh, well, you know, a scammer got a hold of your uh, SIM card or uh, a copy of your SIM card. They cloned your SIM card while you were uh, scanning your phone at a register. And then they used that and got free Wi-Fi in Azerbaijan for a month. And now we're going to put you on the. I have seen places where people just get random bills for $80,000 because of stuff like that. It's not going to happen to everybody. And if it has never happened to you, you're lucky, but it does happen. And when that happens, here's the problem. You, they decide at their discretion to charge you. If they have the ability to drain your checking account, They'll just say, oh, well, you owe us $60,000 according to our computer system, so we'll just suck this out here. They will screw up all of your other finances. And now the onus is on you to try to get somebody on the phone and sit there with hat in hand to beg them to reverse their screw up. If, on the other hand, you have your bank set up to send them a check every month and they send you a bill that says you owe us $80,000 and you're like, the hell I do. Great. Then different. You just go into your bank and say, you know, we'll go ahead and send the $50 that I know I owe them. And then we'll negotiate about the rest. But if, if they've already taken your money and now you're negotiating to try to get some of it back while the rest of your finances crumble around you, you are in a much, 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 much worse position then if they're sitting here going well our computer thinks that you owe us $80,000 and you're like i don't and here's you know let me prove it you're at least negotiating from a perspective of they haven't taken your money already once they take your money your money where's their incentive they have no incentive to come to the table it is only if the company decides to be really nice or i mean honestly the only disincentive if they already have your money is maybe you'll go
1: out on twitter and give them some bad publicity right Maybe. And I did find the line here, taxes, fees, and other charges, zero. So why is there no taxes on internet? Is that a thing? Just curious. Wondering if that's municipal. Could be.
0: There's I I can't imagine them doing that out of the goodness of their heart.
1: For some reason in our locality, no taxes, fees, or other charges. So I mean that's a bonus. Well, you're you're cutting off one of my arguments in from (laughs) from this
0: article here because yeah, but anyway. Um, so the latest story, uh, September 2023, the FCC, uh, three months, it only took, uh, wait, June, July, yeah, July, August, September, it only took three months for the FCC to respond to Comcast's request to drop the fee or the requirements. And the FCC came back and said, no, we're not going to do that. Um, uh, they, The argument basically came down to what I said, which is, if you can charge these fees, you can list them. Comcast is saying, oh. It's too
1: much effort to list all the fees. Well, you can charge them. Well, because that, we're forced to. The municipality, the governor, they say we got to do this. We got to bring in the monies. So I got to go back to one of one of the things in
0: in the itemized problem. the 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 phrase "charges not mandated by a government" really bugged me. That phrase is so disingenuous. The fees that they said that the FCC is describing charges not mandated by a government. They are. They are mandated by a government on Comcast. But they are, they've decided to redefine the language because the government does not specifically say that Comcast must pass this on to the customer. They leave that up to Comcast. They say, well, Comcast is going to be forced to pay this. Well, we don't care if you eat the cost and have your stock go
1: down. We're OK with that. So it's not mandated. Yeah, they're perfectly fine with that as long as we get our money. Yeah, I don't the, care the, where you get the money to pay me. So
0: when when an authoritarian regime jacks up taxes or any other form of theft on a company for no reason other than because they can, it is every company's right in a capitalistic society to pass those costs on to the idiot customers who voted in that regime. Would you agree? Yes. Okay. But it is not the right of a company. And this is why, you know, I I am kind of on the FCC side and I hate it. It feels icky, but it is not the right of a company to quote one price and then go charge a different price. And then when the customer comes back and complains about something they already owe, say, to to blame shift and say oh well the government said so
1: it, the it's only, bait and switch the only exception I would give would be straight on taxes because that's the way everything else is sold you walk into a store you see the I price nine ninety nine you know and maybe it should be on the shelf I think that's tax. disingenuous too oh but, I agree that's why I always liked at the ballparks and it was mainly just so they didn't have to make change. But they posted the price, you know, for a hot dog, it's $2 because it's not $2 plus tax because that would be a pain in the ass.
0: Oh, see, at our local ballpark, it'll say something like, uh, you know, it'll list the prices. uh, Actually, by the way, what ballpark, what century are you in that it only costs $2? I
1: mean, this was no time soon. Recently, that's for sure. (laughs) I was just making an example. It could be like a Little League Park, two bucks.
0: So at our local ballpark, at least the last time I was there, it would say something like a hot dog. Is $8 and 79 cents or something like that. Why do they say that? Because after tax, it comes out to exactly $10. And
1: they're like, would you and like to tip your it. server, please? No, not, not <laughs> at a $10 hot dog. I don't <laughs> like, can't you afford to pay him a fair wage? No, we cannot.
0: No, uh, You know, it'd remind me sometime to tell you about the scam that is ballpark concessions. Not that you don't already know.
1: I mean, a lot of people may not just because, but, you know,
0: so, My recommendation to Comcast is no, you should not. I I kind of agree with the reporting rules in the FCC's case, and I think they made the right call here because Comcast should not be able to bait and switch their prices. Either blame the government for the extra fees and list them or jack up your price and just say, yo, we're charging you more. But stop forcing people into contracts and then changing the terms after the sale, Vader.
1: Like, let us know what the end, that's all I want to know. You know, when somebody's <laughs> giving me a prize, I want to know the bottom line. Oh my god! Okay, I deserve that one.
0: Phoenix. Phoenix says, "Sir Benrose, the new FCC bootlicker." Oh, wow! <laughs> I give I give her shit all the time on on her show when she's uh, when she goes into you know like they've they've got some local restaurant that they hate, and this restaurant is is straight up some sovereign citizen bullshit, which doesn't fly in today's society. But she will immediately switch on the, well, the local government says these people should do this thing and they should do it or otherwise they should all burn in hell. And I'm like, wow, you are really like she flips a switch and just turns on. I am all for what the local government says when they decide to be officious only when it affects us. And I'm like, you understand how, how hypocritical you sound? Yes. And she probably does. And she's fine with it.
1: And it's fine because I'll just you know I call it the government bootlicker segment, so I probably deserve that. But she also came in with a, a boostagram. so as long as you're boostergramming, oh well, then call boy, me a bootlicker all you want. As long as as long as it's with a boostergram of at least uh, thirty three, thirty three, then sure. I, call call me a shill all you want if you pay me for it. That would be making it would be making it true at that point. <laughs> that, that's that's why it's okay. Oh, yeah. I mean, as long as money changes hands, it can't be a bad thing. Well, not if it's enough money. Right. I, I mean, guess it depends be, what the service fair. is supposed to be for the uh, for that particular thing. And again, I guess I'm not paying enough for Comcast to give me the internet between 3 and 5 a.m. with consistency. So, uh, you know, doom on yeah. me,
0: It Seriously, it, it's those zero fees. Zero fees means zero service. They're like, well, the that was the fee time. 3 to 5 a.m. is the time that all of your services is contingent on fees and you're not paying them, so.
1: I'll have to add those in. Like, can I pay the fees? Can I opt in to the fees, please? But I see where people can be very confused with this kind of stuff. And it's the fact that these bills seem to change with regularity as well and just go up. And I can't even imagine TV packages at this point because this is where Comcast, it's one thing, when you're like, well, we're selling the internet, and we have these t- whatever they're up to now, four or five different tiers for different speeds. So you got your four or five different prices. The television thing's still like, well, do you want the package with? Th-? They've got like five thousand different packages. Yes, and then everything, every one of those, They're like probably, an Amazon uh, fulfillment center. Uh huh. And every one of those probably comes with their own sets of fees. Like, oh, you took the Latino channels. Well, sh- we got to charge sure. this then.
0: And 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 somebody at the company. Is doing all the math on these. We know that because they charge the
1: fees. Digi Guru says his weed dealer never charge him sales tax. Oh yes, he did. He just didn't tell you. He's who just was charging. He's
0: just passing on the costs in the base price. Uh-huh. He probably overcharged I, that's, you. That's the thing. If you if you need to pass on costs, which in a capitalist society is totally like somebody jacks up your costs, whether it be a, a government or or your supplier or whatever. You have the right to pass on those costs, but either you itemize the costs so you can blame shift in your marketing or you just eat it and raise your prices. But either way, the thing that bugs me the most about this is, and I know you brought up the sales tax thing, and everybody in society, at least who pays sales tax, everybody outside of Oregon and I don't remember where else um, who doesn't have sales tax, like the idea that the thing, Listed on the label is the amount that you would pay, is a bygone era. Nobody does that anymore. Everybody is like, well, it says 1099, so I've got to allocate 13 or right. so. And everybody does that calculation in their head. But that's awful. <laughs> why? That why what why? When did we reach the point where nobody expects to pay the thing that is listed on how much you pay? That is that is a weird, disingenuous marketing crap.
1: Yeah, okay. but that's what everybody is been programmed to do. Like, because you oh, know, the government could always, use some deprogramming. Uh huh. The government's always going to take their money. We know this is true. You mean your money? Yeah, that's not going to change anytime soon. Not going to change. But hey, nobody that was says as far as I was going to go come Comcast. Yeah, the why. I mean, we got an hour out of the poor Xfinity people. So, I mean, that okay. was some. Uh... Well, I've got another one.
0: I won't call it an hour, but uh, I, I have discovered the next Bud Light. Oh, um, this one is is less tech and a lot more political. But man, I, I read about this this morning, in fact, and went, what the hell? Um. So you've heard about there was a a gathering in Washington DC back in January of 2021. Yes. That, uh, that apparently the, the current, uh, corrupt regime needs to make some examples of people. So people will stop recognizing that they're corrupt. And so they're going out and completely screwing over anybody who happened to be standing on the street that day. Well, how about people and, that weren't even there? <clears throat> and when I say screwing over, uh, there was a tweet, uh, I don't put a lot of stock in tweets, but what was pointed out, and this this became viral, so you probably heard it, uh, somebody talking about someone named Nathan Hughes of Arkansas, uh, who the FBI recently just threw the book at him. They They did their usual thing. They went and kicked down the door pointed guns at him, pointed guns at his, uh, a pregnant girlfriend. The, the article of the tweet had to point out pregnant girlfriend. Yeah. As if pointing guns at somebody who's not pregnant is right. a crime either. No, that's perfectly but, fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. As long as she's not pregnant, but that's what really makes it bad. Um, trashed the house, turned the house upside down, uh, quote, uh, turned off his security cameras. Okay. Whatever. Um, and, uh, stole his computers, you know, the the things the FBI does when they're trying to intimidate people for political means. Yeah. Full on intimidation tactics. The source is Twitter. I don't know how true this is, but uh one of the throwaway lines in the tweet was uh oh, by the way, the the other thing that makes me wonder if this is how legit this is is that it is begging for money for legal bills. And I get that when the FBI decides to make a victim out of you, uh, for political reasons, you're going to have a lot of legal bills. I just, I don't know. I, I don't know. It might be. It might be totally legit. Um, all of this, by the way, for protesting two and a half years ago, he had two and a half more years of just hanging out before they decided to go. Yeah, you know, we'd like to politically persecute some people. There is nothing about what the FBI did that I is even remotely defensible. It's what they do. But one of the throwaway lines in this story was uh, quote. The feds called the manufacturer of his Liberty gun safe and got the passcode to get into it, too. Oh, yeah, I did see this. Um, now, again, a little tiny bit of my bullshit detector is going off when they specifically list in a tweet that it was his Liberty gun safe,
1: not just yes, his gun safe. Because I, I will point out that the Liberty safe company. I'm getting there. OK, about who they who they are up. Uh, Putting commercials on with and all that is there a, is there a connection there? Oh, I don't I don't have anything about their commercials because I just want to say Glenn Beck forever has been doing their commercials and they support you know they advertise on well, his show. So this Glenn had better go find some new advertisers because these guys might be going out of business because this I mean again they were allegedly one of these big you know conservative right wing rah rah I, and I, I would not be surprised uh, they are in
0: Utah. OK, but um, OK, so that throwaway line got Liberty Safes, the company, uh, a lot of pushback from people going, whoa, 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 whoa. They they called the manufacturer and got the passcode to get into the safe. The feds did. Um, so Liberty Safes put out and this one I did verify. I don't know if the story about, you know, I, I totally believe this, the FBI is going out and finding somebody and going for the crime of being conservative. We are going to completely destroy your life and unconstitutionally lock you up forever and, and point guns at your girlfriend. And, you know, it's probably lucky this guy didn't have a dog or they would have been shot, but Liberty safes, the company came out and I'm going to read this one. On August 30th, 2023, Liberty Safe was contacted by the FBI requesting the access code to the safe of an individual for whom they had a warrant to search their property. Our company protocol is to provide access codes to law enforcement if a warrant grants them access to a property. After receiving the request, we received proof of the valid warrant, and only then did we provide them with the access code. Liberty Safe had no knowledge of any of the details surrounding the investigation at the time, by the way, I believe that. Uh. (laughs) <laughs> or they wouldn't push back a little. Uh, right. Uh, and then it goes on Liberty Safe is devoted to protecting the personal property and Second Amendment rights of our customers and has repeatedly denied requests for access codes without a warrant in the past. We do not give out combinations without proper legal documentation being provided by authorities. First and foremost, Liberty Safe is committed to preserving our customers' rights and we will remain unwavering in those values. This tweet, by the way, has been locked due to the number of replies that they got. <laughs>
1: Um, Yeah, I can imagine. So so did anything jump out at you about that? Except for the fact that they have the ability to unlock any of these safes. That's the big one. That's the big giant smoking gun. That's the what the fuck moment. This goes back to the olden days where, you know, you had to uh, set your own combination by doing a variety of physical things with your devices. This means yeah, mechanical locks be like that, you know, where this I'm assuming then I I can't even understand why anybody would want to buy a safe where somebody else has the combination. So I'm not sure if this is this is the, the main question here, I suppose, for anybody with the Liberty safe is, is there a master password? And if there was a master password, you wouldn't think that the FBI would ever have to go back to them. They would if, just have if it. there was a master password, nobody should ever. Have right. Right. Uh, but but
0: but w- one of two things is clearly true. Either they have some kind of master password that opens every safe, which I mean, that's the worst possible thing in the world. If you're security, holy crap. Uh-huh. Uh Or they have a database of all of their customers and the combination to unlock the safe.
1: Or at which, the very least, the way- they have a master password that that could be different for every safe, but they have a password yeah. for your safe. That, that yeah, combination. They have like a
0: second password or something. Right. Whatever the case is, they have built a back door. Right. I don't know. I don't know if, if they are really truly dedicated to preserving customer rights with their words or intent. But what I do know is Liberty safes are not secure because they have a backdoor. Yes. This Yes. By, by the way, uh, one of the things pointed out in, uh, I, I originally the first place I saw this was uh, in on uh, Mastodon, which, by the way, awesome place. Uh, cold Acid boosted this one, so thank you. He is actually useful for something, and I don't mind stealing the story because they are not political, and this is a political story.
1: And plus, they're not but, on until later tonight, so I yeah. Mean.
0: And, and and besides, if they're on later, and he did want to use that, I've scooped him, ha ha ha, like
1: Hagen Dolls, baby.
0: Um, but pointed out, uh, said. They don't tell you, by the way, they don't tell you that they have a code for it. If you accidentally forget your combination or code. No, you have to pay a locksmith for that.
1: Interesting. Wait, they don't offer that as a service to their uh, Apparently it's customers? not a
0: service. And, and in fact, uh, judging by the reaction, this is the first time that anybody knew that this backdoor existed. So I, I just want to point out, and this has been pointed out in lots of the tweet replies before it was locked. Um, the FBI did not have a warrant, did not serve a warrant to Liberty. The FBI had a warrant for the property that the safe was in. Right. Liberty complied with a request. I'm not that I, I'm not even that bothered that they complied with a government request, although that does show a little bit of where their priorities are. Now, in in a a normal world where uh, the FBI and law enforcement are not a, a political, an arm of political persecution for one of the parties, Maybe it even makes sense to say, well, it, there was a warrant and it's legitimate law enforcement. So, of course, we're going to compromise our customers. And I, I, I still think that that's shitty. And by the way, we'll get their company shut down.
1: But uh, Well, no- especially if they're, as I believe, that their customer base is the Glenn right wing audience, which the minute you turn and go, well, nope, we'll give what? you the combination. You're done. At the very
0: least, it can be said that their customer base is the kind of people who would buy a gun safe. And let's
1: just say that's not nearly as many Democrats. Now, my question would be, is any safe that you can buy right now really secure if it gets into the hands of the FBI, say? Because there's a a question here now. It's like, so you're really complying is just making it easier, but they were going to get the information anyway. So I'm not going to totally be like, well, if they wouldn't have given this information, they would have never gotten into the safe. I don't believe that for a minute.
0: Well, okay. I, I didn't, I didn't look up too much of this, but my understanding of the law and, and, you know, be aware that I'm not a lawyer. The main reason I'm not a lawyer is I don't respect the law, which lawyers have to do. But my understanding is that uh, a locked safe, does, in fact, enjoy special privileges, even in the face of a warrant to search the property, which is to say, if the warrant did not specifically list this guy's safe as one of the places to be searched, they still can't go in there, according to the Fourth Amendment. And a lawyer worth his salt would be able to argue that if the FBI encountered a locked safe, couldn't get in. Now, the FBI can get in. All they have to do is uh, either, you know, bring the heavy drilling equipment on site or remove the safe to one of their deep, dark labs, whatever they can get in. It's possible. But Fourth Amendment applies and you can get evidence tossed out that way. But here's the and and again, not a lawyer. And, it, it, you know, the the guy's lawyer who got this warrant inflicted on him, If if he can get a lawyer at all or if he can get a day in court or if he can even get an hour of sunshine outside of his locked cell that they throw all the J6 people into. A lawyer can argue that law enforcement overreached if they broke into the safe. But that argument goes out the window because they didn't break in. They contacted the manufacturer of the safe who very happily complied with a request and said, oh, yeah, here, have at." And I'm pretty sure that that pretty much kills any Fourth Amendment protections that he has about having a locked safe in his house.
1: It would now, be interesting to know because if it's listed on the warrant, then it's like well. Otherwise, they're just going to take it anyway, and they're going to get into it, even if they got to you know, blowtorch the thing or whatever they got to do. Sure, but it's interesting. Locked containers. There is information. I was like, when can police search your vehicle in Illinois? I, I don't know. Anytime they want. Well, I, I mean, there there's a place, for example, where I'm kind of basing the
0: locked thing. Um, a a cop who pulls you over for a traffic infraction can do a cursory search of the front seat, the back seat, anything visible in the car, anything reachable by the driver. You give up that Fourth Amendment protection by getting a driver's license. This is well established. I don't think it's right, but it's true. However, courts have over and over again held that a locked trunk is not something that they can search incidentally just because you changed lanes or have a taillight out. In fact, they have to have probable cause, which is a legal term, to not think that there is something in the trunk worth searching for before they are allowed to open your trunk. They cannot just open the trunk and go, oh, I see you've got drugs in here, so now I'm going to arrest you for drugs. If they didn't know there were drugs in there, that case gets thrown out. And uh, it, it, you know what? I, Like I said, again, not a lawyer. All of my law experience comes from the fact that I read stuff and also I watched all eight seasons of The Practice which is a great show and you should watch it too because it'll make you a lawyer or at least just as good as one.
1: It'll at least let you talk like one.
0: Yeah, it let me it'll let me act like the the word probable cause means something
1: right. to me. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. Now I would believe but, that if there was a warrant that they have the right to search the safe and well, you know, cause otherwise
0: I would only, think again, oh, this is, I, I'm i am telling you only if the safe was listed on the warrant, they actually have to list when you get a warrant, you have to list. These are the things we're looking for. And these are the places we're going
1: to search. I mean, I saw one of these answers and again, the internet. So who, you know what that's worth, but if the, if the items could even fit inside of a safe, they say the warrant goes for that. So if they're looking for a gun and your safe is big enough to have a gun inside, then that would be included. So there's, I mean, we could probably oh. use a nice legal mind to to answer I, and, this. And, and, but, I'm, you
0: know, I am certain that there are lawyers on both sides who will argue all of those points in front of a judge. I one of the benefits of not being a lawyer is that I don't have to argue that point.
1: I mean, my what question would though, be is let's just pretend for a minute that Liberty was much like Apple and was like, hey, we don't know. They set the combination. We can't help you. They're still going to get into that save. I don't think for a minute that the FBI is going to walk into a guy's house and go, "Huh." I'm not saying they won't get into this that safe, and the FBI's complete,
0: uh, like everything in this current administration, their complete disregard for the Constitution means that any Fourth Amendment arguments might just fall on deaf ears because clearly they found a judge who thought that uh, it was okay to send a SWAT team into this guy's house for uh, with the warrant. For something that he did when he was standing on a street two and a half years ago. Right. Obviously, whatever judge signed this warrant is already either completely duped, which I hope
1: not, or is complicit, which there are a lot of those. So- and everybody that is listening should also listen to this week's Random Thoughts, which will be up after this show today. It's already been recorded, though. Magic of the. Wow. Yeah, I know. The magic of having had time before the show to record. I know. I haven't gotten on the bike yet today. That's why. Yeah. Instead of doing that, I did this. But the a Proud Boy member who was picked up on a different charge on January 4th, thus was not at the Capitol. <laughs> nice. Got 22 years for his role Holy in the January 6th riot. Somebody that wasn't even on the the grounds that was not if there. If there is any justice that will be completely that that judge will be bit slapped by an appeals court. Well, it but was I'm a not, DC jury, of course. So this is what uh, you well, fucking then, get in DC, baby. A bunch of fucking yeah, retards. I'm just saying that that should
0: be, that would be stomped on appeal. Yes, immediately. If, if there was any justice in the world, the problem is that I no longer have faith that there's any justice
1: in the world, the Department of Injustice sought more than three decades for this guy, characterizing him as the ringleader of violent protesters. So somebody that wasn't even there, of course. And I that point out because uh, if if
0: you are a leftist, it is more important to persecute people for who they are than what they do. Who they are is all that matters. What they do is unimportant. Although, yeah. OK, random question, yeah. um, if. If this guy got 22 years, can we go, uh, what, what the fuck was her name, Patrice Cullors? Can we go take her and throw her in a cell for 30 years, too? You would think. Because, because she was the leader of a movement who caused a whole lot more
1: damage than the Proud Boys ever did. Well, that is why I point out spoilers on today's random thoughts that Barack Obama's buddy, Bill Ayers, who admits to bombing federal buildings, a couple of cops were injured and maybe a couple murdered under his order. Never did a day in jail, was never convicted of anything. And by the way, the answer to my question is, of course, they're not going to. No, because it's very politically motivated. Which side are you on, boys? That all depends on how much time you're going to do. Because they
0: have two justice systems now, one for Democrats and one for those dirty, deplorable Republicans. It's very
1: clear. It's not
0: even like
1: questionable at this
0: point. So the Liberty Statement... They reiterated several times, as one has to do when with this statement is marketing. Um, they are committed to preserving customer rights. But I hold that that is a lie. The reason it's a lie is if they were committed to preserving their customers' rights, they would not have sold the customer out to law enforcement. Now, I understand that when you're in a position of selling anything that has to do with guns. You're already under a political microscope. The law enforcement are always looking for an excuse to put you out of business. And maybe they did feel coerced to say, well, of course, we always comply with law enforcement. Um, I I would argue that if they genuinely thought if, if they cared about their customer rights and they didn't want law enforcement to be up their ass all the time, you would not keep a database of
1: these codes to unlock yes yeah, if it wasn't being done for the customer's benefit like oh no my dad I, died we can't get into his safe which i'm sure I, happens all the damn time i and i you know i i don't know that they have ever given out a back
0: their backdoor code for people who have that problem i don't know i i don't know i i don't know enough about this there are probably people out there who have gun safes um I don't have a gun safe. I, of course, keep my loaded weapon underneath my pillow.
1: Well, and there are regular safes, too, for people that keep cash and jewelry and all those kind of things around their house.
0: OK, so set aside for the moment that this is obvious political persecution from the most corrupt regime in American history and that liberty intentionally or not are now complicit in blatant constitutional violations and can be considered an accessory to treason, in my opinion. Set all that aside. Now, maybe you don't believe it. Maybe, maybe, I don't know why you'd be listening to this show if you are, but maybe you're on the political side where the systemic destruction of constitutional rights is justified as long as it's only against the bad guys as defined by as anyone who doesn't hold the same political views for you. But let's put aside all the politics of it. And let's go to the one thing that I think is incontrovertible and is going to doom this company. Liberty has confirmed for the world to see that they put backdoors into their security products. What this means is no rational person should ever purchase another product from this company, ever. They're the new Bud Light. They are going to go out of business. Nobody who is thinking and cares about security, and if you're buying a safe, you theoretically care about security, no security-minded person will ever pay money to this company again.
1: I just want to know how other safe companies deal with this. Do you you put a mechanicals lock right. on the safe and like I,
0: the, well, having a question. code for it tells me tells me that it's a digital lock, which tells me there's probably an app. In fact, I, I'm I'm not going to accuse these of it, but this is this is how a Silicon Valley company would make a, a safe in 2023. You build something totally secure. You put a digital lock on it. The digital lock requires a Wi-Fi connection. And that Wi-Fi connection only responds to the cloud. And you put an app on your phone where you punch in, I want to unlock the safe. It tells over open Wi-Fi, the cloud service, hey, unlock my safe for me. The Wi-Fi then sends down through the Internet of Things, which is insecure as hell, and says, unlock this safe. Your safe unlocks for you. Very convenient, completely insecure. You might as well put it in the broom closet.
1: Digi-Guru says he keeps his kilos of cocaine in his safe. So, I mean, I guess you got to keep them somewhere. So where I'm at with this is, you know,
0: anybody who knows about this story should never ever, like, no rational person will ever pay money to these people, but they also have other problems, even with their existing customers. And that is now that hackers know that there's a database somewhere of the codes to every Liberty safe in existence. How long and t- like they are now the target. Of every hacker on the internet who wants to break into a safe.
1: Well, yeah, there's good. I mean, people don't buy one of these safes because they are not small. I mean, it looks like the home safes start at 900 bucks. So these are not the little things you could pick up at Office Depot and throw a couple of papers into. I'm just curious on here. Let's see hardware. I want to know if you can actually get, you can select a lock. There's one. There's one for select the lock on the safe. There's one and it's a digital lock. So I guess you're, uh, I don't want a safe with a digital lock. No. And I sure as hell don't want, like, I don't want any
0: kind of security to have an app. If it has an app, it's not secure. I know I can't
1: prove that statement, but I'm going to go out on a limb and just say, heuristically, if there's an app, it's not damn secure. And I'm guessing there is no safe that is secure if somebody knows what they're doing, but that is not the point. Give me a mechanical tumbler lock. At least make the FBI bring in somebody
0: with right. a stethoscope right. and have them like hold their ear up to the safe and spin the dial. Make
1: at least make them go to that much effort. You know what? I'm guessing most people you're just going to open the safe for them anyway, because really at that point, you know, you're God. Yeah. So the, the concept of like, well, I'm not going to open that safe. What's what's the point if they if but they can it, remove it from your house and open it anyway, anything that's in there, they're going to get it.
0: But if the guy does, then that becomes his choice. And there are legal consent things that attach to that. Like, yes, I decided to waive my right to privacy in this thing. That's great. But he didn't waive his privacy. That's the thing that bugs me about this story. Some Utah corporation decided on their own to comply with a request from the feds to say, yes, we'll go ahead and compromise the security of this customer that we sold a security product to. They are going against the root of their business model. I I just, I don't understand how you can even take yourself seriously about security if you're doing that sort
1: of thing. No, I would agree. And it shows you exactly the world we're living in today. If you expect that things are actually going to be safe or secure or private, that's just like expecting to hear uh, real information and real news on the internet. Well, you can only if you catch the right podcast. True. You can't uh, get it if you listen to the mainstream, but you can if you listen to Grumpy Old Ben's, which is really why you should support the show. Because if you don't support the show, then the hosts of Grumpy Old Ben start whining that you're not supporting the show. Well, that's, we're going to do that anyway. We probably will. But we might <laughs> be homeless, so you'll, there'll be a lot yeah. more background we- noise.
0: But, but I would really like to be in JCD's position where I'm whining about donations after taking in
1: $4,000 a show. Right. Well, well, while sipping on his uh, high-quality brandy yeah, while on, watching the— Leaning uh, back on the chaise. Uh-huh. There are different levels of podcast support. Now, our number one donor today, at least from the PayPal side of things, before we get to the Boostergrams, and I saw a big one coming in from the Clip Custodian. Andrew Henbianco came in. That is Sir Andrew. I mean, I, he has his name in here, so I hope we weren't outing him here. But I think I've heard that name on uh, the Mighty No Agenda show. He says this is for AOB. So I'm assuming that that means angry old Bens. I'm just Maybe. guessing. I mean, cause it's, it, well, it was the I, best match. It definitely doesn't say Planet Rage or Unrelenting or the Russian Apologist podcast or any of that. Now. So, you know, this, this week we are
0: a, a given, I'm just looking at boost right now. Apparently we are a Russian apologist podcast this week, but
1: that could no. be, but the message from Sir Andrew says, now this I think is a trap. I want to know what you think. I think it's a riddle or a trap because his note says, if you don't mention either, and then he has the name of a, a five foot 11 blonde pop star. Or, and then he has the name of old guy, used to be on Fox News, now does his own show. If you don't mention either of these people, I will send more money. So I don't think I can say the names that he has in here. And I may have said too much even describing them. But I think this I don't was know like who a you're trick. talking about. I, no, dude, I, I have no idea who you're talking about. So Perfect. Uh, I mean, we're safe, right? He's like, if you don't I, mention these, I have no clue. I will send more money. So I can't say I can't read the note because I think this was a trap that if I read the note, he'd be like, ha ha, you mentioned this person. So there I, I outsmarted. I, I, it him. sounds crazy to me. I think we should move on. Thank you, sir. Andrew, uh, entry Tom- Tomaszewski coming in with $10 and that's it on PayPal, baby. That's for two weeks too. We didn't do a show last week because I had the migraine mixed with allergies. And once you get a migraine and take a allergy pill. Wow. I mean, I've never smoked weed, but that I'm guessing is kind of the same thing. It just puts you into a whole different level of like, I just want to sleep.
0: Yeah. And when when you did that, there was a segment of the Internet who was like, suck it up and podcast grumpy. I know. But uh, unfortunately, nobody else was with me. And then nobody was like, hey, I'll send in a lot of money.
1: Nobody, and nobody else stepped up and was like, well, I'll be Darren this week. Right. You know, <laughs> I'd like, Hey, come on. If somebody could do that, that would be great. That would be less work for me. I mean, we could, we could get phone boy on. And it, I mean, I,
0: all I really need is for somebody to, to fill in when I stop talking for a few moments to take a sip of coffee. And Which otherwise wild. you just have to sit there and let the show go. It's not like I shut up for uh, very often.
1: Phone boy talks way too slowly. Now I, I like the old really wired uh, phone boy.
0: Uh, that is, uh, that is because phone boy has changed his, uh, his toxin Life. of choice. Yes. There you go. <laughs> it's, um, it's, it, it's actually kind of amazing because the old phone boy was on caffeine and the new phone boy is on weed. Uh, <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> I mean, of course he wouldn't do anything illegal that, that might be illegal in his state, but, uh, he definitely podcasts with a, a, a different flavor of, of caffeine products that slows him down
1: a bit. I know. And he used to be really talk fast. Like, do you want me to show guys? I'll come and talk to show. I'll talk on phone boy. I'm going to talk about some uh, tech things. You want to talk about some things? That'll be great. I'll just do a talk. I'll talk about phone boy. And then it's like, dudes, what's up? It's a nice change. That- Dude, there is something to be said for people who podcast at 1.5 speed. Right. Well, that's it. And if people listen at 1.5 speed, you have an aneurysm. So it was very, you had to be careful (laughs) with Phone Boy when he was talking really, really fast. Uh, But we had a lot of streaming sats from Anonymous. So, of course, always uh, thanks to Anonymous. And I'm still waiting for a better system. You may have one on your end. I'm just scrolling up. I've got a boost from Joel W. that didn't have a message for 11.11. I do have a system, actually. I I wrote a system that I haven't given to anybody
0: because you're I testing have, it. It's in constant well, no, be, alpha. well mostly I would be I would have already uploaded the code except fuck GitHub.
1: Yeah. So that's, that's a different thing. There were a bunch of streaming sats from Harry Pilgrim, too, who I like is on episode um, two twenty eight. So I mean he's so, catching up to us.
0: So last two weeks, um I don't know how many of these were live. I, I just grabbed two weeks worth. Um but we have the last one uh, I think was
1: NetNed saying something was the last live. Okay.
0: One. Yeah. I've got well, I've got uh Joel W Joel W
1: says no, but Joel well, W says Damn, that. that's a great message, Joel W. Keep it up, buddy. Thank you. Yeah.
0: With uh eleven eleven. Um comic strip blogger. Uh I, I Just I'm almost af- yeah, I'm I'm almost afraid to read this one because that I think counts as giving an ad and would violate my principles, but Comic strip blogger came in with 10,015 sats saying, howdy grumpy. Please inform your podcast listeners that they can visit my cartoons at www.csb.lol or follow me on platform X slash Twitter at the
1: handle at CSB, which is just three letters. Yo. Yeah. And my, my part on that one didn't come in and he was like, bitch slapping the people at LB. I like when anything goes wrong, bit CSB slapping? goes after him. He's like, why is this not to work? I like bit slapping. That's He's, a, he's that. bit slapping him. That's right. <laughs> um, then he's then, like, oh, you didn't get it. So, so then he sent that it to me straight. That explains the yeah. next
0: one that came in a half hour later that says just a test. Yes. Yeah, I did get that part. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I didn't get the first um, one, but then he made it right. I got one from Billy Bones says, uh, or 30, Sat says, this podcast is like grumpy tech therapy. And it is. Uh, got 333 from NetNed. At 333, I don't even know if I care about your message Oh,
1: (laughs) No, that's funny because over we were talking about the uh, stats on uh, Planet Rage. Maybe you were listening. Larry, everybody loves Larry. They hate me. And we were talking about what you get, you know, for X amount. I'm like, yeah, you don't get nothing for that. And uh, NetNed came in with 333. Like, what do you get for this? And I'm like, fuck you. (laughs) Like, where else can you get this kind of stuff? Which might actually explain why the message on that one was, how's that? How's that, right? It's close. It's great. It's what we need. If we uh, if everybody would just boost that much every show, we'd be in good shape. So Phoenix came in this show with 3333 saying, funding
0: the rage and laughing at the squirrels coming for Sir Bemrose because he's, he's nuts. nuts. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he and then another one, 1111, right after, said, I love this show, ATN Tools. I think
1: that means rules. Wait, this is GOB. Never mind. Well, that's when you were doing the bit where you weren't talking and everybody was, Phoenix was like, wow, Ben Rose isn't talking. Let me send more money quick. And then, oh fuck, he's talking again.
0: Oh, I should spend more time not talking.
1: Yeah. And you could just, thats now, you know what?
0: That's why Planet bath- Rage gets so much is because I don't talk on that show.
1: That's true. Yeah. that could, You could just make this your new bathroom break. You'd be like, no, no, it was just a bit. I, I wasn't talking for a minute. That was, see, it was funny, right? I didn't go and get coffee and go pee or anything. No,
0: I was actually sitting here quietly trying not to laugh. And then I failed.
1: <laughs> and you're like, wait, there's a mute button. I forgot. Yeah, I could have just muted it. No, I only mute it when I'm coughing or when I accidentally want to phone boy this show. And phone boy said my impersonation imitation of him was money. Wasn't and then the that one.
0: last one that I have right now is from Clip Custodian, who came Woo! in with uh, what I would hesitate to refer to as a
1: baller boost. Yeah, I don't have the clip, so I mean, I can't Good. play the, okay. then the we're Ola, <laughs> 20-inch blade. No, I mean, Clip custodian. he's got way bigger than 20-inch blades. Yeah, I, those blades reach all the way to the ground. I would hope so. <laughs> I mean, how else would a car move? I you, You'd be surprised. And then uh, Phoenix with another 11-11 for Darren O's spot-on impression of Foam Boy. We, like, we just like the movement now to the to the chill phone boy. He's like all Jimmy Buffett boy, now. The yeah, he's like all oh, chill. Two
0: more came in while I was checking.
1: Oh, Net-Ned with another boost. Yep.
0: Boosting uh, from
1: that- the doctor's office. They're about to draw blood just in case this is my last boost. Joe Walsh Joe was Walsh. the best Van Halen singer ever. Now, dude, that would be a great Van Halen singer. I, I think I... I- I mean, I think Glenn Frey's got a better voice. Not anymore. (laughs) He might. (laughs) Have you heard Van Halen recently? Well, uh, well, yeah, I um, won't. You mean Joe Walsh? Uh, Yeah, exactly. I I don't know, man. Is that like what you're saying? Like it's the phone boy now, man? We're going to do a podcast. I used to love when Joe Walsh was on uh, with Steve Dahl here in Chicago. He always entertaining. You didn't have to like his music to be entertained by the man. Crazy dude, no doubt about Pfeiffer it. Pfeiffer says Bemrose doesn't know what blades are. Um,
0: <laughs> you, you in the context of that awful freaking rap song? No,
1: I don't know what blades are, and this fact make pleases me. They're like with the things that the, like you got when you see the semi going by you with them big Blade Runner kind of things on the side that'll just shred you if you get hit with them. Isn't that what they I, mean by I, blades? I don't know. I have I have in my mind
0: like a, a switchblade, a butterfly knife, or something. I don't know what the like, wait. I don't know what this 20-inch blade is. Like, is the dude walking around with a machete? That's the <laughs> image I have in my mind. No, I don't know what blades are in the context of a rap song, and I'm happy for it.
1: It would be a badass car. It means uh clip custodian said digging the grumpiness. Now that is a note right there. And that yes, is the baller that, boost. That was the baller boost. And then uh and then Phoenix comes in for Darrenzo's oh,
0: spot-on impression of Phone Boy. Sends another boost.
1: Woo! 100000 from Clip Custodian. That's showing you how to do it. Come on, NetNet. If they yeah. if they don't take enough blood or if they now take what's too wrong much. With the rest of you? What is this 333 crap? It's about this no At agenda At least it people, wasn't man. 233, people boosting
0: the show number. True. Well, you remember when that used to be a thing with no agenda? Uh-huh. I boosted the show number a couple times, but it was like when it cost three hundred dollars and not fifteen hundred.
1: Right, because that wasn't satoshis; that was real dollars.
0: Yeah. Now, when I was satoshis, people be like, "Oh yeah, I'll give you two hundred thirty three satoshis boosting the show number," and I'm like, "Yeah, I can buy a
1: penny with that." You gotta add. You gotta add at least three zeros if you want a satoshi. The show number, I think. Yeah, but we appreciate everybody that has supported this show over well, the last two hundred and thirty three episodes. And there's another net, Ned. Uh, I, I should stop. I should stop refreshing. No, no. Keep. It's always good to be refreshing.
0: <laughs> well, yes. And also we're, you know, eating up that two hour time slot with the, the vamping over boosts, which is know, something I man. used to hate other shows for. Like, how can you possibly spend a quarter of your show reading out your donors? Well, it, because well it's an interactive very- show. Yeah, and when I'm not one of those donors, I fast-forward through it, and when I'm the host who's getting the money, of course I want to
1: read them all. I like net-neds. Jeez, here's another boost that Sir Bemrose will hate. And I do. It made me rant, okay? You know Let's what? move on. He doesn't hate the 3333 uh, boost, net-net. He only hates the 333,333 SATs. So if you really want to piss him off, anybody— Oh, that would seriously make me rant. I know. Be like, You're, stop sending so much money. No, don't do it. And okay, well, uh, let's then another let's from keep Phoenix. going and not let's go. Oh, I was hoping you wouldn't refresh again. Another thirty-three, thirty-three. NetNed, wrong podcast and gave it, gave it Lee Ross even thinks Adam Curry was the best frontman for Van Halen. Wait, did, did Adam sing uh, lead for Van Halen for a while? I must have missed that I think, one. I honestly I I think phone boy saying lead for Van Halen for a while. He could have.
0: I mean, they are, were, are, do you even have any idea what this is about? About what
1: lead singing for uh,
0: after, after the Lotus effect on the Saturday show, Phoenix and phone boy will stay on for sometimes six, eight hours on their own stream (laughs) doing studio 33, which is just playing music and uh, hanging out with trolls. And of course I am relentless when trolling. And so I I take every opportunity to call Phoenix a bootlicker. And uh, that's one of the things, one of the only things that Phoenix and phone boy have ever disagreed about is who the better frontman was for Van Halen.
1: Well, okay. Halen. I, I see. Now I do not know which one is going David Lee Roth and which one's going Sammy Hagar. Uh, well, wh- uh, which one do you think I'm betting? I mean, I think that while solo career, I would totally take Sammy Hagar over David Lee Roth in Van Halen. I would take David Lee Roth and I'm betting okay. that You're- Phoenix likes David Lee Roth. Nope, you're on Team Phoneboy. Really? Wow. Yeah, you're wrong, yeah. Phoenix. You are totally wrong. You are absolutely wrong. And okay, that's phone going boy. in their show opener now. Yeah, I am with Phoneboy. I stand with Phoneboy. David Lee Roth. Woo. Well, th-
0: the argument went on enough that uh, somebody in their chat room started trolling and uh, pulling in other artists and saying, "Well, actually, I think you know Trent Reznor was a much better frontman for Van Halen." Or, uh,
1: it, it, and so it it has become. I mean, <laughs> phone boy says I just heard Phoenix yell, "Dead man, Derrido." <laughs> is it that serious? So, <laughs> if 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 you happen to be hanging
0: out in the post show on a Saturday, uh, in hanging out, experiencing the Lotus effect, then you need to go in there and explain to them very succinctly that the only Van Halen front man that was ever worth anything was Taylor's. Yeah. Taylor. Um, no, I mean, Taylor uh, or
1: Lautner. Yeah. Yeah. Something, someone yeah. else. Right. <laughs> I mean, really, you, how do you go against David Lee Roth? He was the showman. He was the perfect front man for that band. And I love Sammy Hagar. Don't get me wrong, but David Lee Roth had the swagger that Van Halen needed. And maybe it's because he's the first singer. It's very hard for a successful band to morph into singer number 2 and have that be the guy that everybody's like, "Oh, that was everybody wants to go back and it's the classic when they broke in and it was because of the fact that they all hated each other that made that music so good. I think anyway.
0: I I think that you've just started an hour long argument on their show and I
1: love it. You're welcome. Let's move on. Okay. You go to grumpy dot com slash donate. Help support this show. Keep it on the air. Vote with your Satoshis. Tell us who you think is the best front man for grumpy old Bends, And maybe we can get him to uh, take over the show. Larry, Fucking yes, Larry. It's always Larry. It's got to be Larry. <laughs> Just the way it is. The guy can tell a story like nobody's business. Which uh, people, if you're not listening to Planet Rage and that Larry show, come on. And we got to get Larry on the podcasting 2.0 thing. I keep telling him, just, just yeah, go make up, yeah. go make it, get Albi account. I can do the rest. Well, if he wanted to put a, a server
0: in his basement and set up a node, um, I've done that. And I would say that he's completely stupid for doing so and should go get an Albi account.
1: Yeah. Cause nobody wants to do this kind of stuff manually. Yeah, no,
0: nobody. I, I have decided to come into Satoshi's on hard mode and, uh, there's. It's been rocky. I've got a lot of the stuff kind of solved. Um, I'm trying to emulate Sir Spencer, who makes everything look easy when he does this stuff.
1: Oh, I thought you were going to do a lot of uh, smoking weed naked.
0: You know, I thought about that too, but unfortunately we don't do video, so uh, a lot of the effect would be
1: lost. You thought you would just emulate his tech skills rather than his other skills.
0: And And we are finally entering the part of the calendar where I have to be wearing the robe again. Well, I
1: mean, you should always do that, but I mean, for no this, open front Aloha shirt for the whole summer. Oh, well, I mean, winter is coming. Yes. It's it's going to show up here in like a day. It's been like in the <laughs> yeah. 90s. Now it's going to drop to like 60. That's the way it yeah, is. Yeah. Fall is usually on a Tuesday. Yeah. That's how it works. But again, we appreciate people for listening. We know there's a lot of podcasts out there, some better than others. <clears throat> Rare encounter. But we are very happy that you're here with us on Grumpy Old Benz. And if you tell, like, 4,000 friends, we could help this show grow. If you would leave a review wherever you get podcasts, I know it seems ridiculous, but it actually helps new people find it. Or, you know, if you just have a social media account, spam all your friends. Tell them, listen to this show. These guys are fucking nuts. And if you do
0: have 4,000 friends, then I, I am going to absolutely be behind what Darren just said. Tell all of them about Grumpy Old Benz. But also, nobody has that many friends. Most of these people are only after you for your satoshis.
1: There was that's a fine. there was a segment on old guy who's doing his own podcast show last night that said thoughts? only right that only forty percent of men and maybe it was all people in the United States do not have a best friend, and like a vast majority of people have under three friends. Which, I mean, I guess I think that, that's probably true. That seems like the high end. I mean, who who wants more? social? Social media has resulted in people having
0: hundreds and hundreds of acquaintances who like, if you fell off the face of the planet the next day, it might be three weeks before some of them realized you didn't exist anymore. And some people would never know. That's the level of friend that we have now, you know, Facebook has diluted the concept of friend social media. Now you click, Oh, of course this person is on my friends list. Well, Yeah, because I got a request one day and actually was trying to click away the notification and it said, no, this person's your friend and I don't care. You know, I get, I get notices from steam every single day. Like cold acid is playing some anime porn game. (laughs) And the reason is
1: because steam thinks that cold acid is my friend. I like see Brooklyn. I have no friends, only enemies. you're doing something right then.
0: Oh, I have lots of enemies. Social media is, is also contributing to that.
1: Like this guy's look, you see what this guy posted, man. I can't believe the FBI isn't after this guy.
0: So the only other thing
1: that I have in my notes is it concerns Twitter.
0: And you probably know more about it than I do. And yes, I'm still calling it Twitter because just like with, with that thing that they keep calling meta it's Facebook. Um, I, I don't, I, I feel
1: like an idiot saying X. Well, everybody ever at this point, Everybody stumbles over that anyway yeah. from no agenda on down the line. Cause it's like, well, what do you call it like now? Now two months later, most of the news stories I see say
0: X slash Twitter or something like that.
1: Right. Just so people know because they're not going to know what X is. They'll know what Twitter yeah. is, but it's not technically the right name anymore. And, it's everybody
0: who's ever had an algebra
1: class is like, oh, you're that's a placeholder for a company. You're not naming that it is. And Elon's Uh, like, no, no, this was my name. I've had this. This is great. X.com. Come on. So the headline that I actually saw all over the
0: place, but I decided to grab the BBC just, you know, because it's a leftist rag I hadn't used in
1: a while. And before you get into that, I apologize profusely. I had the window open here. I forgot. uh, This is the first show of the month. So our folks over on Patreon. Oh, yes. Totally forgot about Steve McConnell. Steve E who came in with five bucks um, uh, per each per month. And then Brian Janak who is coming in w- with the level of $20 a month, but I've got to check with him. Cause I know at one point he was doubling up the GOB and wanting half to go to planet rage. So I'll check if that's a, uh, if that's yeah, either, either way, it's, it's at least 10, which is good. I have to, I do appreciate the, the
0: amount of uh, math that people who donate you make you do like, i know i would like 23.7 percent of this to go to planet rage and 0.04
1: percent to go to sir gene and like, this is why i love he, the satoshi system and that's why it's like larry you got to get yeah. this because i hate doing math and then it's like well what and what like, is people the people are math? demanding that you itemize their bills right not the good. fcc is going to get on you pretty soon i can't do that i do not want to do that i just want one easy system that's all i need but, like yes this this was the mandatory Bemrose fee, but we rolled it into the price. We, I, the funny thing is, we have the mandatory Bemrose free on uh, Planet Rage and Unrelenting as well. So, I mean, it, it's everywhere now. Yes. Well, I, I got to get my VIG. Well, you don't get any of the fee. We just call it the Bemrose fee because people are afraid of you. I No, I, I've got to get what I deserve. Right. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> welcome to podcasting, kid. Oh, it's, a, it's a pretty business. But again, thanks to everybody that helped donate. On with the show. On with the show. Uh, so
0: the headline that went out everywhere was, Twitter is now demanding biometric data. I don't really think is quite what happened. No. Uh, but they did change their privacy policy, which went into effect on the 29th of September. Uh, the The new st- section, revised section in the privacy policy says, we may collect and use your personal information such as your employment history, educational history, employment preferences, skills and abilities, job search and activity engagement and so on to recommend potential jobs for you, to share with political empl- to share with potential employers when you apply for a job and to enable employers to find potential candidates and to show you more relevant advertising. Now except for the last little segment there it's oh it's all about jobs. Of course, yeah, it's about jobs. Uh, Twitter did buy in May, they bought a tech recruiting service called Lasky. So I think a lot of this, uh, that we may collect and use all of this stuff has to do with, if you try to apply for a job, we're probably going to want your employment, education, history, employment preferences, skills and abilities, et cetera. But a, a lot of people jumped on this was like, Twitter is going to be collecting everything now. Well, I mean, they kind of already did. And also this. New privacy policy is pretty much exactly in line with what Facebook and TikTok have been doing for years. Right. So I
1: don't know. I'm, I don't like to be on Twitter's side, but this sounded like a a lot more to do than. And it's all a question of what is actually being transmitted to them. The privacy guy, what's his name? Ron, the, the, the guy on YouTube. I don't know. He's so private. I've never heard of him. I know. Well, he was the one that used to do the whole VPN list before he sold it off to somebody else, but he still Ron, Like I forget. Now I can't remember his last name Brockman. I think it is. He is. Okay. he has a whole thing uh, that, uh, you know, he sells his own little like raspberry Pi type things and all that. But he did a thing on, I believe it was Apple with the face thing, you know, the whole unlock with your face. And all the phone is sending to them is a hash, meaning that it's not really biometric data that can be used by anybody else. That hash, whatever the way that the iPhone is picking it up, is not this, you know, it's not giving away the same with the fingerprint. It's just a hash. It is not actually giving them your fingerprint, at least at this point. I mean, that may change, but he did a whole breakdown on, you know, hey, Right now, they're yeah, it's biometric data, but it's not sending the actual biometric data into the cloud to the company. It's sending a hash, which is really of no use to anybody, just like a hash of your password is not really that useful for getting your password.
0: And, and I, I applaud companies that make that effort and say, no, we're not sending the data, but be aware that sending all of your raw biometric data is literally one automatic update away. Getting close. just, it, it doesn't, it still doesn't feel like, I guess it's, it's a, a hollow reassurance because if you are requiring automatic updates for your app, then your app can change without my knowledge overnight and immediately do literally anything before I wake up in the morning. I'm it just, uh, yeah, uh, I'm being fact checked in the thrill room said, uh, it was probably August, not September. And, uh, I went back and looked at my notes and, uh, no, it definitely is the 29th of September. The place where I misspoke was thinking that the 29th of September has passed. It hasn't, this policy is not yet in effect.
1: Well, I mean, are you sure you're not just doing some more licking?
0: I, it's what I do, but no, not at the moment. What kind of boot though? So. The BBC leads the article with, oh, it's biometric data. So I went ahead and pulled down the actual privacy policy and found the biometric segment. And uh, here's where they're collecting biometric data.
1: Oh, and I will uh, just they are say, collecting, it, it is not Ron Brockman. It is Rob Braxman. So I,
0: I was really oh, close. I, I was going to go with Ron DeSantis. I mean, he sounds like a
1: right guy that, Close enough.
0: Yeah. Uh, the biometric part that Twitter is actually collecting, at least this is what they care about right now, which again is is one auto update away, uh, is they are trying to collect a government ID pic and a selfie, and their new privacy policy will enable them to do that. Um, but it's all opt-in. Uh, what they're doing is if you do that, they're going to take your current selfie, they're going to take your government ID pic, they're going to compare them to each other, they're going to store it. This is really scary, but why would you do this if you are signing up for Twitter Premium? whatever the hell that
1: is. That's when you is pay that, them that the $8 a month. Yeah. You want the blue okay. check mark. That's so what that if is. If
0: you want a blue check, you are giving up your facial recognition data. That's the biometric part. If that frightens you, it should then continue freaking out like all of the blogs. But I just got the impression because there were like seven different articles about this. When I, when I pulled it up, like the whole first page on the news search was Twitter, biometric, Twitter, biometric. And It, this is exactly on par with what the other social networks do. And this should bother you because you shouldn't want them to be collecting your biometric data, but that's not what they're doing. If, if you want your blue check Mark, they want to verify that you're who they say you are. And the only reason this is freaky is because Twitter didn't require this before. If you have a Facebook account, they already want this. If you have a TikTok account, they already want this. Um, Get off all the social networks if you care about your privacy and you should. But if you don't care about your privacy enough that you have a Facebook account, then you should not be freaking out about Twitter. Even if you go get a
1: blue check mark and they want you to send a selfie. Well, I have right. a follow up. Okay, we uh, spoke here about my alternate account over on Instagram. That was what we need your phone number. We need a phone number, and I was like, "Well, I'm not giving a phone number." So I found one of those temporary phone number things online where you can just check the SMS and they accepted and they accepted that and then immediately came up with you have to send us a selfie holding up a piece of paper with this information
0: okay and you're like uh ai face
1: generator to the rescue it worked <laughs> did it it worked you actually did that yes <laughs> nice i created an image of a person holding up the piece of paper now getting the Text on the paper was a Photoshop job where I wrote it on a piece of paper myself, took a picture of that, and then superimposed that. Works fine. Because they probably
0: have an AI looking for like, oh, this looks like somebody Photoshopped it and added the text in later. But if you take a picture.
1: Yeah. yeah, Right. Because you can't use a font because then everything's too perfect. So it has, you have to have that aspect of it. Yeah. But it worked. I was like, holy crap unbelievable so this is how this is how much the security measures of no no we need you to take a photo a selfie of yourself holding up a piece of paper with this information bingo bongo baby ai to the rescue the dark secret that every security dude named ben out there knows but the
0: companies do not under any circumstances want getting out is that 90 percent of all security out there security is security theater oh yeah 10% of it is actually securing things and that all doesn't always work very well. But 90% of what you see for security is we want is not we want to secure things because that's hard. It is we want the appearance that what we're doing makes it more secure so that you'll trust us more. Because if you trust us, you'll give us more money. It's marketing. Security theater is marketing. And most of what people put up for that is like, did I mention screw GitHub? Yes. Yeah. I, I They, they shut down my GitHub account because well, they say that I have to enable two-factor authentication now. Well, and I also have a question and, for and anybody. Old, what, what two-factor authentication do they want? They want me to give them my phone number. No. So that they can send me <laughs> SMS messages because that's secure. Yeah. Right. Sorry, I'd rather just put in another password.
1: It's not about security. It's about tracking your ass because they... Think they can do that through the text system, but I want uh, to pose this question too. I uh, ran across this the other day, and I know there used to be a fairly large contingent of uh, grumpy old Ben's and no agenda folk who played around on Jitsi, which was kind of like Zoom, but open source that whole thing where you can go on for your, you know, video chats and all that. I went to the other day to try to roll up one of those. You have to wait for a moderator or you have to sign in with an account, including having a GitHub account on Jitsi. I thought that was decentralized. No, fuck that. No, you can't use it without having something signed in now. What?
0: I thought it was decentralized. What what, is is Jitsi centralized? Is there a centralized service for that?
1: Well, there's a company that owns it because they were trying to sell services. But uh, I mean, you can make you can take their code, I believe, and put it on your own server.
0: Which is what you should always be doing. Don't sign up for centralized services. Well, the
1: problem with Unless, that is then people know where your server is. But I get why people uh, well, would do that.
0: That's why you host it behind a VPN or you know yeah. on
1: on somebody else's hacked AWS space. Right. I'll, I'll get I'll get it on boys. That'll be good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. He's got a server. He won't mind. Just put, he won't mind if you use up all his bandwidth. Put that. Well, I was there. just wondering because I thought the like I don't I don't know what the only Jitsi I've ever connected to was the No Agenda one, which I thought was hosted on some community Jitzy. members Which, no it was on, just
1: on yeah it was just oh. meet.get.c slash no agenda because if i'm connecting to the no agenda Jitsi and it's like you need to see a moderator i'm like okay csb can you approve me you know that's exactly it he'll he'll prove all your art time to kill the Jitsi bat signal uh, says c brooklyn and maybe i just want to know if everybody else ran into this i, I mean it's as I easy as having know. a sign in i mean if you have a github then you're can But it's like they're obviously trying to track who is using the service, which I I understand if I had a service out there, I'd probably want to track everybody, too. But it was a new change that if you wanted to start a room, at least the person starting the room has to be logged in. And, of course, they gave you the usual login via Gmail, login via Facebook or by GitHub. And so
0: I, I was... I was, I had been under the impression that Jitsi was a service su- or a server suite that you could host on and be your own server. And it, I, I'm willing to, I, I had been under the impression that was how it works. Now, if it's a centralized service where everybody such signs up with Jitsi.com or whatever, then that changes things. I, I, I don't know. I don't have any information. I've not researched this. I've only been on the service a couple of times. But if it is a centralized service where in order to get in, you have to log into the central thing, then then what's the point of it, it, what, what is Jitsi? Then it's it's discord with fewer features.
1: Yes, exactly. In this uh, Funboy says Phoenix ran into this within the last week or so. And I'm guessing it's, uh, you know, there's abuse going on on the network, which I get you when you open up anything. There's where gambling people, going on. Uh, probably that, too. But when you can have uncensored chat and screen sharing and, you know, doing all the you and know, sharing precisely your cam.
0: why it needs to be decentralized.
1: Uh uh-huh. But this is exactly now why they're like, oh, no, you have to have an account, which I still don't understand because, you know, having a GitHub account or one of these other Gmail, the same thing. I You can still sign up for these accounts under a VPN with a fake name. So I don't know what kind of privacy or what kind of security Jitsi thinks they're getting. Well, they need two-factor authentication, obviously. That'll be next. And then it'll be like...
0: They need your phone number to and and a selfie uh of your AI double
1: so they can verify who you are. Yeah, exactly. So always be aware of this stuff. The world is getting to the point where doing anything anonymously on the internet is getting harder and harder to do. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's gonna, I don't think Jitsi was really making any money by hosting this service. So I can see why they might want to make it harder for people to use, but you know, you can I believe still roll your own, but you just need your own server and your own bandwidth. And I, although I'm not even sure how much bandwidth it would take if it's just kind of a traffic cop for you know, everybody sharing their audio and camera. Well, that, I think it's all mainly peer-to-peer when you're using it. But I right. mean, if I wanted
0: to roll my own, I'd I'd go set up a, a Synapse server somewhere and have everybody connect with Matrix clients or something. But
1: but I still find I it roll. weird that a lot of these AI art generators, you have to log into Discord to interact with. Oh God! The I know, and it's like it's very weird that there is such a. Uh, Discord is the most awful centralized service because
0: it is so pervasive amongst people who should know better.
1: Right. I I do not disagree with that. But it's what, you know, it's one, I guess it's very easy to create a service that people will pay for and be like, well, no, just log into Discord and then you talk to our bot and it all just somehow works. What do we know? We're just dumb tech guys. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All I know is that AI will fix everything. Will it? I, I keep hearing that.
1: Will it fix my internet connection between three and five a.m.? Are you kidding me? It's a malicious AI that's toying <laughs> with you between three and five a.m. No, you know, here's now. This is just uh, the because y- living in my world, when this happens, I mean the wife's well aware of it because the the white noise thing goes out and that ruins it ruins her day more than it ruins mine because yeah, she's way more addicted. Like, Go get a water fountain. Right. Now I'm going to get something. Really, I should buy like one of these $20 machines. And then that way you never have to worry about it disconnecting.
0: I I used to have in my room a a little water fountain that you just plug it in. It has a little tiny, you know, one volt DC motor that pumps water up about a foot and a half and has it splashed down through some terraces. It's pretty. I used it to humidify the room that generates white noise and doesn't connect to the Internet.
1: Just letting you know. Very soothing. But this is my world where we're sitting there the one morning and I'm like, you know, I just don't understand why this just, you know, keeps disconnecting between three and five in the morning. My wife just looks at me and goes, Russian hackers. (laughs) 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 So maybe it is. Maybe it's Gene. It it might be. He's way too busy playing video games, though.
0: Is Russian hackers, is that code word for uh, Hillary's operatives or techno experts?
1: Maybe. Maybe. Maybe she wants me, however,
0: is a topic for another show.
1: Yeah. Well, I hope you can join us. Hope the show's still here. Hope more of you donate. Be like the Clip Custodian. Be like Sir Andrew. Be like Brian Janak and everybody that donated to today's show. Don't be like NetNed, though. Do not be like NetNed. Get get way bigger. Be a baller. Be like Clip Custodian. And uh, if everything works out, we'll be back again. Same grumpy time. Same grumpy channel. With next episode 234. Ooh, wait. Is that, that numerology? That may even be better than yeah. two three three. Except numerology never seems to work out for us. I know two three four. So the so the boost we want for next uh, week would be one, two, three, four? Uh two three four zero zero zero. Okay. Now if you go yeah. with the PayPal donation, two three four is absolutely fine, as is two three. Dot, four, oh, Either- oh, oh. I'm sorry,
0: the, distracted by the troll room phone boy just pointed out what what might be our marketing future. Ooh. Phoenix doesn't always listen to GOB, but when she does, so do her Lyft and Uber riders. Oh, this
1: is this is how we get more people listen to GOB. This is the secret. We are going to win them over one rider at a time. Until next week, I am Darren O'Neill coming to you live from a bunker deep in the heart of middle America, just outside of shy where I will continue to fight the good fight. Against Xfinity, and from American left co- from America's left coast, <laughs> I'm Ryan
0: Bemrose, and it is now safe to turn off your computer.
1: Old okay phone boy my real question is how many riders have said could you please shut this off <laughs> just curious uh, how many have jumped out of the car while it was still moving i have heard that that happened once when phone boy was playing one of my Boston's requests <laughs> <laughs> just gotta get out of here That is interesting. Ned
0: says, "So is shaming me
1: supposed to get me to boost?" Well, it worked for Phoenix, right? No, oh, not at all. (laughs) No, nobody. Okay, Funboy says nobody has ever asked. So obviously, the people that she's picking up—they're the high-quality writers.